Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Australia-based Tony Knight is quite possibly the world's first comedian dog trainer. Now, I've done a lot in the dog space over the years, of course, and uh, personally never come across a dog trainer comedian before, although I've known Tony for a number of years now. But it's not just laughs we're looking at. It's also known as dog listening. Tony's training system attempts to help you to understand your dog's motivation. Sounds a bit, well, a bit mad, but it does work, I can swear by it. The better you understand your dog, the less you have to use force and dominance to uh, get them to behave. And after all, happy dogs mean happy owners. Tony joins us now. Kia ora, Tony. Good afternoon, Mark. Lovely to have you with us. And I think we have to start with the obvious here. Dog training and stand-up comedy, they yeah. they kind of don't seem like the, the obvious bedfellows, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, the thought occurred to me a few years ago because I've, I've been doing dog behaviorism for like 25 years. And I've always thought the best way for people to learn is to enjoy the learning process. So whenever I do you know, consultations or presentations or talks, I've always tried to make them enjoyable, entertaining. And then I got stuck in Australia, for want of a better word, during COVID. And I think I'm not the only person in the world that had a bit of an existential crisis. What's going on? Because things were changing so much. And I'd always loved comedy. And I tried it years ago in the UK, but didn't enjoy it. And all of a sudden, I thought, I'm going to have a go at comedy again. And in between lockdowns in Melbourne, there was a little competition that came up on, on social media. And I thought, you know what? I've got three minutes of material. I'm going to give it a go. And I enjoyed it. And as a result, I've been you know, kind of a regular on the Melbourne Comedy Circuit. I MC and do shows. But then the idea of putting that together with dog training came to me when I thought, have I got enough material for an hour? And the amount of stories I've got of dogs that I've met, people that I've met, if I intersperse jokes in with them, you know, it was really sticking my neck out as to say, rather than here's a, here's a presentation about dogs that you're going to find enjoyable and funny to this is a comedy show about <laughs> dog training. So it wasn't really a big leap, to be honest, but yeah. the show's been going great. I just did one last weekend in Apollo Bay, which is a beautiful part of the world. And of course, yeah, this weekend coming up, I'm going to be in Auckland, which is I'm really looking forward to. It's been a while since I've been to New Zealand well, before COVID. Yeah. Fantastic. So can you give us an example of a, a story uh, from your set, Peps, um, that illustrates the point of dog training and, and comedy? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, what, one of the things that you mentioned was it, it's about um, dog listening. And the reason we call it that is dogs try to communicate with us, but they're using their language. And if we're not sure what, what they're saying, what they're trying to tell us, and we give them the wrong information, that's where you can lead to all kinds of problems. So a dog that, you know, is bad on the lead, you know, or won't come back when you call or is aggressive or reactive, barks all the time. This is a dog thinking, well, I've got responsibility. I'm going to do the best I can, but I can't cope ultimately. So what I do is I help people to give dogs the right answer. But it's understanding the questions that they ask. And I go into this in a lot more depth in the show, but one of the ways that dogs do this is by trying to get our attention on their terms. Mm. And I always remember being over in Liverpool in the UK, um, having tea with a friend there, and his dog, and it's the only time I've, I've heard it been done by a dog, 
to try and get our attention, coughed politely, <laughs> sat on the couch and went, <clears throat> and it was <laughs> brilliant. Dogs do so many things and I go into it in the show, but that is possibly the most polite attention seeking I've ever had from a dog. They've got all kinds of tricks. And once you understand why they're doing it and what to do about it, you can still enjoy your dog trying, but you're going to give them the right answer rather than the wrong answer. Because if a dog can get your, your attention on their terms, that gives them influence. Yes. Influence leads to responsibility, which leads to problems. So what's the tip, the tip that says, you know, the dog that keeps barking at you or, or jumping up um, to say, you know, I'm not ready for you yeah, quite yet? Yeah, exactly. Look, with all of these things, and, you know, and you know, like you, you hit the nail on the head, dogs have all kinds of different ways to try and get your attention. Don't let any of it work, because if, if it works for them, even if you tell a dog off, if a dog's doing something naughty and you tell it off, then it's still got your attention. Now, I don't know if you have the show over in New Zealand, but they have a show over here in Australia called Married at First Sight. Yes. And people don't, they don't watch it for the happy endings, Mark. They don't, <laughs> all they watch it for is the despicable behaviour of the people on it, and the people on it are being despicable because it gets them attention. Yeah. So it's like a vicious circle. So you'll have dogs that do all kinds of behaviour, whether it's cute, seemingly good, or uh, you know annoying, but they're all doing it to find out who has the influence. So it's up to us to give the right answer. And you, you know you can be as affectionate as you like with your dog, but there are certain times when you go, yeah, that's not going to work this time. Mm. So basically you, what you're saying is the dog that's barking at you all the time, if you ignore them, uh, they will get the idea, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Yep. Um, and that's the problem. People yep. stay, be quiet, shut up, you know, all this sort of yep. carry on. And that just encourages the dog to keep going. Yeah, because dogs will do something for, they don't do it for no reason. If you give a dog a good reason for doing something, they're going to do it. Mm. And if you give them no good reason, they're going to think, why am I wasting my time? Now, don't be surprised if you, you know, your dog's been doing something that's got your attention all these years, and all of a sudden you don't let that work. Don't be surprised if your dog goes, right, what else have I got? I remember a Doberman once that tried to get our attention by grabbing the cushions off the couch, and when that didn't work, went over and got the dishcloths from the kitchen, and when that didn't work, went over to the coffee table, knocked the plant pot off with its head, and the people went, he's never done that before. I said, yeah, I know, because the cushion thing used to work, didn't it? So they, they, it's really important for dogs to get this right, because for them, it's actually a matter of life and death. But for us, it, it can become a game. And I turn it into a couple of games that we can play with our dogs yeah. uh, during the show, knowing that there's a much more serious message behind it for the dogs, but which is reassuring for the dogs, because then they can relax and start to give up this responsibility. Now, there's a bit of a legacy here, isn't there? Because your mother was what, the original mm. dog listener, and, and she sort of based it on the, the, the horse whisperer, was Monty Roberts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Look, I grew up with dogs ever, ever since I can remember. You know, we've always had dogs, mainly English Springer Spaniels. And Mum, uh, Jan Fennel, she always wanted to find out what what's the best way we can live with our dogs. What's the best thing we can do? How can we understand each other better? And it wasn't until she met Monty Roberts and he started to talk about the nature of the horse and what horses actually think that she realised, you know, that's what we've been missing all this time. We've never really thought. What are the dogs thinking? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? We've always thought of it from our point of view. So it was a real game changer and revolutionary insofar as we went right back to the beginning of where did this relationship start in the first place and how. And then when you look at that and you understand the dog for who they are, then a lot of this makes a lot of sense. But it's actually we're, we're blinded to it because we are so similar. We look at it from the wrong perspective. And so I go into that in the show and you'll realize that, you know, I, I always say that, Dogs don't think like people, but people think like dogs mm. all the time. 
we just don't realize it. You get that bit right, and then all of a sudden, your, your dog's behavior is like a revelation. You go, well, of course, that makes complete and utter sense. Well, all these years of training, uh, Tony, um, is the one dog that stands out in your mind as perhaps one of the funniest stories you have? <laughs> God, they, there's so many. That's why I've, I've got more than enough material for more than one show, to be honest, Mark. Um, <laughs> I said the, co- the, coughing, the coughing dog in Liverpool is, is a highlight. The one, you know, the dogman with the <laughs> with the destructive tendencies. There is one dog I talk about in the show that tried everything to get our attention, and when none of that worked, I thought I'd won. I thought I'd won because he left us alone and ran up the stairs. But then he threw himself down the stairs and, had, and pretended to have broken his leg <laughs> for attention. He hadn't broken his leg. It didn't take long for him to realise that didn't work, and then he ran off and played with the dog. So that that one's a, that was a good one. Yeah, definitely a good one. I'm thinking, wow, you really mean this? So coming up, you've got the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I understand. Yeah, I've got a couple of shows. I sold out my shows last year. There, it went really well. So I thought I'd do the show again this year, and I'm doing that at the beginning of April as part of the festival. I'm also going to be going to Europe in this in their summer mm-hmm. and go to the Edinburgh Festival again, which which went really well. Um, so I'm taking the show all around the world, basically, because it doesn't matter where I go in the world. Dogs have the same language and dogs do the same things. It's sometimes the people I have to speak to in a different language. I'll, I can do it in French as well. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's great to see. Like the, the weekend, the amount of people that were laughing and suddenly going, oh, I've just, I've just realized that that's why my dog does that. So you get laughter, you get light bulb moments. And I'm probably the only comedy show in the world that gives people homework. So if you come to the show on Sunday, you will get a bit of homework, but it, it will be for your good and for your dog's good as well. Well, Tony, great to chat with you. Thanks so much. Good luck for the show on Sunday and uh, and for the Festival of Horse coming up as well. Great to chat. Thank you very much. Tony Knight there, who is the dog listener comedian, and he's performing the comedy show Mad Dogs and an Englishman at the Rose Centre in Belmont in Auckland on Sunday. And then, of course, heads off to Melbourne for the International Festival. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.